it doesn't look that bad in comparison. When you no, it back. doesn't look bad, but it looks obviously they were di- yeah. making. It's a also, I mean, the beginning scene is like New York and like a swanky party, so it looks like so much fancier too. Anyway, we're gonna have to talk about it in the meat of the episode. Rachel, stop speaking of it. I will. Okay, let me get. Let me. Let's get into it then. It's just a joke. I'm gaslighting you because I was the one who was t- really talking about it. <laughs> See, this is the problem. Like, I just easily constantly gaslit. So, like, how am I supposed to know when it's happening anymore? I've just given up. They're gaslighting me about pointless stuff. (laughs) Who's talking about Degrassi? (laughs) That's the really hard part. I can't tell anymore. You're just living in a gaslit fog. Oh, God. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I've got a serious case of skank face. You're oh, you do. Pal, you do. Pat. Oh boy. How you doing there, pal? What's up, Rachie? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's the end of summer. It's a good time, but it's a sad time. It's a weird transition time. It's a, you know, back to school. It's not a sad time for me because my kid's going to go back to school. So that's oh, great. Yeah, so you're happy this about. weather will hopefully stop being so. Un- I feel like it's been hot for 47 months. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a little over, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's been hot forever. I'm ready for the sweet smells of the, of the fall season. I'm ready for flannels and uh, candles. I don't know. I guess you can. I mean, I'm wearing a flannel anytime. right now. I know. You look great. Yeah. You look like Bridget Fonda in the movie Singles. Mm-hmm. Great movie. You ever see that movie? I did. Great Seattle movie. One of your favorite movies? Or no, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fine. It's like perfectly fine. It's, just one, it's it? a nice like scene movie. That's what it mm-hmm. is. That's a good call. That's a great call. You watch any movies lately? You see Top Gun by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> so Pat and I realized recently that neither of us had seen Top Gun, the original Top Gun. Um, and with all the hullabaloo about the new one, it's like streaming everywhere and constantly on TV and stuff the last couple months. So I watched it for the first time the other night and action is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of it doesn't hold up. <laughs> it's a jingoistic picture, isn't it? It's yeah. a very like uh, military pro. Oh first yeah. Military. Yeah. It was, it was the mid eighties. So it was like the end of the cold mm-hmm. war. So it's anti-Russian, but it's not super, it doesn't say much about the Russians in it, though, which is interesting. Um, I thought it would Do be more. Do they call them Ruskies? Do they ever say Ruskies? I don't in think it? so, which I thought they would, and I was surprised that they didn't. Um, Can I say But that? it is very masculine. Um, mm. uh, the way that Tom Cruise acts towards Kelly McGillis and the fact that they get together is, like, disturbing because he's such a dick. And, like, just like gross like no one in in the fact that like this was a huge movie it's like no wonder we're all fucked up like this is not the only thing that was like this this is how people are like oh yeah this is how relationships should be some creepy younger guy should like hit on you and even though it might make you lose your job you should still sleep with him the 1980s yeah 
I've never seen the picture. I am intrigued by the new one because everyone mm-hmm. seemed to love it so mm-hmm. much, but I don't want to see the, I'm not going to watch it. So. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of lines that people quote from it. So I heard all those. Um, That's a negative ghost writer. I saw, um, right? is that from that? What? Is that from that? Is that from Top Gun? I don't think so. I don't know if the, maybe oh. there's a ghost writer <laughs> in it. I don't know. Maybe it is. I didn't hear that one. <laughs> What's some of the lines? Um, look out! It's the top. It's look up top. It's the Top Gun. <laughs> is that one of them? Is that one of the lines? Yeah, that's one of the lines. What are the other ones? Oh, um, uh, oh, what's some of the other lines mm-hmm. from yeah, Top yeah, Gun? Yeah, yeah, the quotable. Oh, ones. Uh, hold my sunglasses, <laughs> right? That's that's one of them. I'm pretty sure. I think that's one of them. Is that right? Yeah, that's one of them too. Uh, eat my dust, suck bird. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. I can't find what that's a negative ghostwriter is from. Um, are you a big, I mean, ghostwriter, maybe? It's time to buzz the tower. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> uh, I think that's a negative ghostwriter is from Top Gun. Okay, well, if they said it, I just missed it. I think it's from the the from the motion picture Top Gun with the song I'm all right don't nobody worry about me from Kenny Lock. They play don't Highway to the Danger Zone no life. less than 4 times in the movie. Like they really were looking for something to play there. I saw all of the famed homoerotic scenes in it. Yeah, how were those? Those, those are pretty going? great. Um something really strange that I noticed about it. There's like a tense and I mean, it's a tense movie. You know, there's a lot of like drama and action. There's a lot of perspiration just happening on people's mm-hmm. faces. Everyone is just constantly sweating. And I just don't understand. <laughs> you texted me that uh, Kenny Loggins, that they played. Mm-hmm. You just said it. Highway yeah. to the Danger Zone. Multiple. I, of course, was singing the Caddyshack song. That was a joke that went over your head. <laughs> but I, the broomheads knew. They all knew I was singing. I've seen Caddyshack once. And I said, mm-hmm. call me when they get fucking messina right oh yeah you did you did uh i wonder what's a worse movie caddyshack or top gun because caddyshack fucking stinks too i know i'm gonna get blowback for that i think i fell oh, asleep it's a watching classic caddyshack. comedy mm-hmm. oh, yeah there's oh, a lot of classic comedies slobs. that aren't great caddyshack's fucking blows oh but it's all the snl classic cast and they're doing all their funny fucking bullshit hey, go fucking shut up eat it <laughs> Eat it, Weird Al Yankovic said, famously said. Eat, eat it. it, he did. Uh, Matthew Modine, I may have told this story. If I did, I apologize. I don't have a great memory, but Matthew Modine, the actor, mm-hmm. you know him, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, Full Metal Jacket. Didn't you just see him in something? No, he's not in St. Elmo's Fire. No. Matthew Modine recently said that he was offered the role of the Tom Cruise character. Really? Uh, in Top Gun, and he turned it down because he said he didn't want to be in a movie that was a commercial for the military. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that, so. to me, like, wasn't even the worst thing about it. <laughs> What's the worst thing? Pinpoint for me, and it doesn't have to be the worst, but what was a thing that you were like, oh, my goodness, I can't even believe, I want to turn this off. The sweaty faces. Um, No, okay. but the, <laughs> the, the, the toxic masculinity, because that's, like, more so pinpointing what it was. It was, like, not even just straight sexism. It was just weird, weird masculinity. Who got your juices flowing the most, though? Let's be honest. I used to love Tom Cruise when I was a kid, you know, before I knew Tom about. Tom Cruise is fucking great. I was like 
nine when I was like, oh my God, let me watch Far and Away a million times on USA Network. <laughs> what a hilarious one. I, yeah. <laughs> like the worst one. I know. But as a nine-year-old, it was perfect. Oh, it's me, Tom Cruise. I've got an Irish accent. Yeah, he wasn't very good at it. Um, I love- I love Tom Cruise. Anthony Edwards, great. Val Kilmer, great. Kill, the kill, the kill joy. I Tom love Scarlet Tom Green. Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is obviously like a, you know, he's a, the whole thing. We don't he's, have to He's a movie litigate. star, but also, yeah. A Scientologist yeah. and there's weird shit that's connected to that. Let's yeah. just say it. We, yeah. But um, I've been rewatching all of the Mission Impossible movies because mm. I'm very excited for the new Mission Impossible movie. And those are as good. Go- we're doing this thing where we're talking about movies again at the beginning of the fucking show. <laughs> we still, we those have are so much as, show to talk about too. Those are such great entertainments. They are so fun and they're wild and they're just, you know, they, the first one, I, I, I think the first one's the best one. And then mm-hmm. two and three kind of stink. And then they like become just, they get fast and furious fied mm-hmm. where they're just like crazy spectacle stunt shows yeah. with Tom Cruise, like literally hanging off the side of a plane, yeah. which is fucking, in, and it's something an insane person does or hanging off a fucking building. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's wild. I heard but that with the new Top Gun movie, he was the person who Top was Gun. like, no, this has to be in theaters. We're not streaming this. He did. He and would not. I can imagine. I'm kind of like, yeah, th- that would make sense though. Like I, why would you want to see this on your shitty, like, phone (laughs) saved the movies yeah top gun maverick has like saved the movies Mm -hmm. it has made like so much money and they haven't even opened it in china yet and china is where like most of the money comes from Mm -hmm. in the film industry now so this shit has made it like it has saved the movie industry in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so good i mean fucking thank god yeah i actually went to the movies for the first time oh wait a minute i don't years when on saturday Okay. It's it's not okay. a new movie it's a though. Game. It was a it's, it's a refurbed oh, old remastered. You went to like a art house to go see some kind of like oh my goodness. Um all right. It's was real it real deep cut. It's probably not Caddyshack. No. You went to see to like a rep theater to oh my god that who are you me <laughs> no um it was I'm not gonna guess it so just okay yeah it was a it's a um a cool cinema in Baltimore called the Charles um I hadn't been there in a while and I they used to do Touch of Evil you went to see Touch of Evil no it was a movie called Moonrise. From 1948. Um, oh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting, to say the least. But I was just like, oh, it's so nice to like eat popcorn again. And then I was yeah. like, I wish this theater had more than popcorn to eat. You wish you were at an Alamo drink. I do, I do. It was like, eh, the popcorn was like exciting for two minutes. And then I was like, okay, it's not that exciting anymore. Go into a movie theater where you can't like fucking drink a beer and eat a cheeseburger. Oh, it's like yeah. for the birds now. I'm like, get out of here. I what know. do you mean I have to fucking sneak a tall boy in here? I, <laughs> I don't want a giant soda. Let me have just like my fancy seltzer. People who go to like regular movie theaters, God bless them, I love them. And they are, and, and you will often hear be like, can you believe a movie's like $20 now? I got to spend $20 just to get into the movie. Then I got to buy a soda and popcorn. By the time this whole thing's over, I'm spending $35. I'm like, motherfucker, I go to the Alamo Draft House and spend $150 on a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
one of the one of the few movies that I'm not a big movie theater person, um, yeah, but I one of the one that. of the few ones that I saw at Nighthawk, you know, same vibe as Alamo Draft. Yes, I actually like Nighthawk more than Alamo I do too. Um, but I saw Boyhood there, which was like the kind of movie that you have two meals during. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, so for that sure. was a real expensive movie. <laughs> Anyway, we're not here to talk about Nighthawk Cinema. We're not here to no. talk about uh, Alamo Drafthouse. No. Moonlight? Moonrise. Moonrise Kingdom, mm-hmm. which sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah, anything like that at all. In mm-hmm. fact, what we are here to talk about tonight, my friends, is Degrassi. Is it? Degrassi. Okay. And that's it. Okay. This is no longer, this isn't your mama's oh. Degrassi, the next generation. No, it's, we're not thinking about the 80s anymore either. We have dropped the next generation and we are now, it's boiling points, baby. Degrassi, more specifically, Degrassi episodes 1001 and 1002, which we're keeping the, we're keeping the lineage. Mm-hmm, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not, this isn't a new show. We still got Snake. Snake is still holding us down. <laughs> It's the 187th and 188th episode of Degrassi. But because of all the two-parters, and fuck, these are kind of four-parters from what Mm -hmm. I'm understanding. They played Monday through Thursday. This is really the 149th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. The episodes are called What a Girl Wants, Part 1, and What a Girl Wants, Part 2, what a Girl Wants, of course, is a Christina Aguilera song. We are out of the eight. Well, we've been out of the eighties a lot, but we are squarely in. And I guess this isn't modern or contemporary. Yeah, at we all. haven't really been out of the eighties that much. Like they've pretty much stuck to it. We've done an Alanis set though. That was back in the first season when they didn't know what they were doing. Right. Okay. Well, we're out of this. We're we're into some stuff. We're, we're in whatever decade you feel like now. There's just there's no rules. There's no next gen. It's, it's just abandoned. These are artists we had definitely never talked about before. What a girl wants is a Christina Aguilera song. So Rachel, I'm gonna ask you, even though I know you just fucking looked this up five minutes before we started, because you have no respect. You yeah. have no respect for Christina Aguilera. I'm but what not, is your favorite Christina Aguilera song? I'm not a big Christina Aguilera fan. Like, I mean, she was around for ages. My friend, she's still around. She's putting out Spanish language albums today that are wow. hot sellers. Hot yeah. sellers. She's like Bad Bunny. That's wild. Hey, no, uh, uh. So you got to pick one. Is it beautiful? Is it dirty? There's so many songs. It's not Candyman. Fucking hate that song. Yeah, I don't really like that one either. <laughs> I have to say. Um, I have heard uh, Lady Marmalade too many times. Creole She fucking she steals that song though. To yeah. Be fair. And no, she's she's she has an amazing voice. Just because she's an amazing voice doesn't mean I have to like the songs that she's. You do not. That is um, very true. That is I mean, very true. This is America. Don't let anybody gaslight you into thinking you have to like these songs. Yeah, I think that like the two that I probably like as songs and I might not change on the radio if I heard are Genie in a Bottle, which I think great lead come, single. Come, come on and let me out. Um, I think that it really can pull people in. And then Fighter. Oh, Fighter's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. And I was like, I wouldn't. It, I mean, I haven't heard that song in years. So like, I wouldn't know if it came on the radio and be like, what is this? <laughs> 
but you got to pick one. You can't. You can't. You can't oh, probably hang fighter. Up. Probably there fighter. There we go. Him. Even though she wouldn't know it if she heard it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think, know you know what? She couldn't pick it out of a lineup. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like, if I heard the beginning, I'd be like, what is this? Like, you wouldn't get it on hurdle in one is what you're saying. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying, which is why I don't play hurdle because I don't know most of the songs that they choose. Anyway, Christina Aguilera, it's a, she's a mouseketeer. You can't really talk about Christina Aguilera without thinking about Justin Timberlake or without thinking about Britney mm-hmm. Spears. Cause they all were kind of like in the same world mm-hmm. i think christina aguilera I, listen here's what i'm gonna say i don't love the vocal histrionics i don't like the all that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. i'm just like sing me a pop song mm-hmm. also you know what do what you want you don't have to you don't have to do what i say but mm-hmm. for my ears i don't like all the whitney houston doing vocal histrionics mm-hmm. i fucking i'll listen to it all day long mm-hmm but not put so it in my Christina. ears. Put it in my ears. It's like soup and salads. <laughs> I mean in a good way. Because mm-hmm. I like those things. I just want to listen to it all day. Christina. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that Christina Aguilera suffers from obviously right out of the gate. Brittany has. Oops. Uh, sorry. Uh, hit me, baby, one more time. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes on a tear. And it's hard. It sucks to pit them against each other, but that's what they're the different. Did. Christina's voice is like leaps and bounds beyond Britney's, right. but Britney's dancing is leaps and bounds beyond Christina's. So but like my, they both had their things they were good at. But my thing is, I think Christina felt because, or maybe she didn't feel, but her label or whoever was instructing mm-hmm. her felt that she needed to lean more on, I'm the vocalist. Yeah. So you're going to hear me. Like even in like when she went, she did dirty, which was great, but then she does beautiful, which is a nice song, Mm -hmm. but all right, come on. But it sucks. Come on. Yeah. But it's, she sings it great. At least it wasn't, uh, James Blunt's beautiful. You're beautiful. No, I'm familiar. That's one of the worst <laughs> songs ever written. But he's that's, a funny. That's the worst beautiful. He, oh, that's what. <laughs> I once heard a cover of that song, Beautiful. That was good. I don't remember who sang it. But anyway, hey, that's to say it was a weird time. They shouldn't have been pitted against each other, but they were. They're both great. They do different things. They were and much more different than NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys were. Totally. Like, which I found totally. interesting. It was like, but it was this whole thing where it had to be this or that. But then there was the whole like, so she does the first album, which is just sort of like the clean, po- although Genie in a Bottle is a fucking, you know. You it's a great song. It, but it's also like a little bit untoward. It's like oh, a yeah, little yeah. gross. But then she also, then she does Dirty, which is like, I'm a woman now, you know. Mm-hmm. Which like felt, also felt a little bit like forced. Maybe she was forced. I don't know. The best mm-hmm. fucking Christina Aguilera song is Ain't No Other Man. I listened to it 13 times today. It's so fucking good. Can you it's sing a, a little bit of it? Ain't No Other Man on the plane knows what to do. You got oh, soul, yeah. you got class, you got style. You yeah, I don't like that song. I told yeah. my mother, my brother, my sister, and my friend. Told me Here's the <laughs> thing about Genie in a Bottle, though. <laughs> Genie in the Bottle. Ain't No Other Man is my pick. It's the best song. Mm-hmm. Ain't No Other Man, it's true. <laughs> So do your thing. A great song. <laughs> great song. I love it. It made me like appreciate pop music. Anyway. <clears throat> I'm a genie in a bottle. You got to rub me the right way. 
If mm-hmm. you want to be with me, I can make your wish come true. You got to make a big impression. You got to like what you do. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what is she talking about? What, I was listening like to Genie in do. a Bottle today for like the first time in forever. And I was like, did mm-hmm. she just say you got to like what you do? Now, is that like sex? Or is mm-hmm. that like your, you got to like your job? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. Like if you're not into, <laughs> you know, you're never going to be happy if you don't like what you do. You gotta like what you do. What are you? Are you talking about it's like a career coaching for, song for a career, <laughs> or like in the moment sexually? Because also she was like 16 years old, right? When this song when this song came out, probably something in that range. Because then I was like, 17. is it about like you know, you gotta if you don't like boning, you're not going to be as good at it. You tell Maybe. me, Rach. You know. You you're you understand this stuff. She was probably that song came out in ninety-nine. Yeah, look it up. She was born in nineteen eighty. Oh, so she's my age. She's, she's nineteen. Yeah, so she old was then. nineteen. Oh, so but that she's... doesn't that doesn't magically make it like No, it's totally fine now. <laughs> it's totally fine. hundred <laughs> percent. Nothing is wrong with it now. Yeah. She was totally mature enough. She didn't grow up sheltered as a mouseketeer <laughs> and and probably like was fed fucking like Flintstones vitamins for lunch to, to like maintain the image. No, she's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Judy Garland. She, they didn't feed Judy Garland Flintstone vitamins. Instead, they fucking fed her amphetamines and cocaine. Yeah, I mean, those Flintstone vitamins, if you have too many, might be a problem at some point, but probably not that much of a problem. I feel, I feel like that was the lunch of the Musketeers. They were like, here's three Flintstones vitamins <laughs> and some cucumber water. <laughs> it's not funny. I mean, it is. I mean, we're laughing. It's like we're yeah. making a joke, but it's probably not that far off. Yeah. Here's the crust of yeah. bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and a so- job treats me like dirt and calls me a slob, which I am. <laughs> So shall we get into this episode a little bit? Yeah. I did not write a blurb for this, Rachel, but no. yeah, you, I can you... come up with one okay. off the cuff. Right. Um, this is for you, uh, Marissa. I forgot about it because now we're into the world of all two-parters. So this boiling is going to be end boiling point. So this is going to be a real fun one for us like we're gonna have to get a new groove truth of the matter is these are four parters because this ends on a huge cliffhanger yeah leading into Um, the third parter and then the fourth parter yeah but i don't know if it's gonna be i don't know we'll find out when we watch more of them if it's like gonna feel like that all the time or if it's just gonna be like oh you need to know what happens next you need to know what happens next the shark is in the water So right, what Marissa we've... a blurb so she knows what episode we're Okay, doing. so what we've learned from this episode, uh, what a girl wants, um, an abusive boyfriend, uh, kind boyfriend. You're just going to sing the song. I'm hearing kind boyfriend. <laughs> I'm doing both. She wants an abusive boyfriend, but also a kind boyfriend. Yes. Um, and she wants to be the most attractive person in someone's eyes, but not their girlfriend. Not she wants to be the most attractive person in someone's eyes, but not their girlfriend. I don't know. I'm not. That's the Allie Dave. Correct. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) So. But then there's also another story. Savannah Banania. Oh, that was the the nice boyfriend. Oh, 
because as soon as oh, Sav started being a good boyfriend, boyfriend. Anya's like, I'm write, in on this. I'm in on this. <laughs> you got to write these things beforehand. That I was, know, I know. That was confusing. <laughs> it didn't help that I was in my head singing, what a girl Yeah, I'm sure that didn't help. Needs. Whatever makes me happy, you <laughs> What's... What's interesting about this episode, and I don't know if this is going to keep happening, is that there's a lot of overlapping stories. It was and, confusing. And I was yeah. watching it and being like, how the fuck are we going to do this? Yeah. And I like worse than any that we've seen so far, because there's kind of three stories, but like there's also some like Holly J. F it goes between two of them. And I know. I know. Yeah. We might just have to talk about these episodes. OK. We can do that. It's oh, we got to talk about the change in, in the way the fucking show looks. Yes, it is like now it is a slick hour long. It looks like a CW show. Looks like Gossip Girl meets fucking Vampire Diaries or what? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Did you see Nina Dobrev was in uh, was out and about with Paul Wesley and George Clooney the other day? She took <laughs> pictures with Paul Wesley. Oh, I, my heart was so full. I don't know who Paul Wesley is. Stefan and Elena. From oh, the okay, okay. Paul Wesley also has turned, he is now one of the foremost, like, anti-crypto people. He's, like, writing a book about mm. how you're all getting scammed. And I love, okay. I love that for him. Anyway, it's New York City. It's a new show. You got, I, did you ever see the movie Boogie Nights? Yes. So there's a moment in Boogie Nights where Jack Horner, played by Burt Reynolds, and along with Dirk and Reed, decide mm -hmm. to make, to stop making traditional, just like fuck porn and mm -hmm. make movies mm -hmm. with fucking in them. And mm -hmm. they're making the movie, and there's a scene where they're editing the movie, and Ricky Jay, who plays like his AD or editor or whatever, and, mm -hmm. and they're looking at a cut of the movie, and, and Jack's looking at the movie and uh ricky j turns to me and goes it's a real film jack and that's what i thought watching <laughs> this i thought it's a real film jack this is like the lighting is hot the dv cameras are smoking we got a mm -hmm. cw show on our hands folks mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we really fucking do because this oh yeah yeah, yeah, this went there with so many things that we had just watched in that promo already jumping in on like some major stories. Yeah, dude, this was like a, a mishmash of going there where like my head was spinning by the end of it. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. It was like going there in some of the stupidest fucking ways. Yes. And then also like ways that are like traditional going their ways, you know, with the abusive boyfriend and whatnot. That guy was a real piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Such a caricature. Uh, and <laughs> I recognized him, and I looked him up, and he was in a Hallmark Christmas movie with Fran Drescher that I 100% watched. Because it was like <laughs> the gay Christmas movie, like this year or oh, last year. <laughs> Bobby Breckenridge. Is that it? BB. You're talking about BB. BB, Fifi, Deck Deck. Fifi, Cece. Fifi. Yeah, right. Fifi, Deck Deck, and BB. And Cece yeah. Winans, of course, was there as well. Yes, yeah, definitely. So we open in New York. We're getting some B-roll of the skyline at night. Mm -hmm. And it's Holly J's going away party. She's going back to, to Degrassi 
while the coins, Wayne Coins kids are staying in New York to go to Vanderbilt Prep and, Fe- and yep. Fiona is back from the Hamptons mm-hmm. and much more chill. She's much more chill. The Hamptons did her well. She's she's sad to see Holly Jacoby and Maya Sinclair go. She thinks they're going to be great friends. I mm-hmm. actually, I got to tell you, I'm really hoping that's the case because I loved their interactions with each other. I loved mm-hmm. that she called her on the Skype later to talk to her because, like, mm-hmm. she needed, she doesn't have anybody. No. And anybody she does have is, like, encouraging all this bad bullshit that she's doing. Mm-hmm. One thing that I found really interesting about this whole, like, two episodes for Fiona mm-hmm. was how much everyone's like, you are crazy and now you're not. And I was like, wait, she was? Like, I understand that she had a moment where she kissed her brother. And that ended up in a tabloid. And I was just like, are they gaslighting her? Yes. She <laughs> acted out barely. Yeah. She got drunk and did. And I don't even think she was drunk, to be fair, which might no. actually point to a little bit more of the like, maybe she needed a little break. But yeah, it, it was just, yeah, she's totally. I do think she's being gaslit in a lot of ways. Yeah, it feels like they're like, you're a lot like and you're difficult and you've always been this way. And it's like, OK, I, maybe this is like them planting a backstory that they didn't before. True. But that was not anything that we had heard at all before that movie. And also before that movie, she was like just kind of a chill person who like. Yeah, was <laughs> she seemed super easygoing. Yeah. She was like, like, wasn't even like a dick to Dave who was like hitting on her yeah dave chessex of course because as dave we chessex. realized last week any character whose name last name we don't know it's just chessex yeah yeah and blue chessex no longer in the opening somehow riley and leia have made the cut though they might be in the seasons we don't know who i mean yes but why <laughs> i would take either of those people over blue chessex i do have to say and i'm not mm. i'm no fan of either of those two characters but yeah, i yeah. will take them over blue chessex yeah, Holly J is sad to leave. Declan's sad that she's leaving. The whole nine yards. Fifi's mm-hmm. got a new boyfriend. This guy, BB. What's his name? Brian mm-hmm. Baloney. Bobby Brackenridge. <laughs> Brian Baloney. Brian Baloney's <laughs> much better. better name. If only he would make it through more episodes of the show, and then we could be like, "Oh, Brian Baloney's Bri- back." Yeah, Brian Baloney, and then of course Declan, who's played by the great actor London Librarian. <laughs> Brian Baloney and London Librarian. London Librarian. Um, so he's here and he's a fucking scumbag right off the right off the jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I set up that because no one likes the uniforms, I guess. They're just they look like just uniforms. uniforms. I don't know. We went to Catholic school. Yes. We had to wear uniforms. So. I didn't have to wear a uniform, but I oh, really? ha- we had to like dress like in a shirt and tie. But like we didn't have. Okay. We didn't have like a strict uniform. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so he's like, I made a call. Oh, it also should be pointed out that Brian Baloney's was set up by Fifi's mom. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Wayne Coyne. Mrs. Coyne. Mrs. Wayne Coyne. I have a feeling. We have never seen Wayne Coyne in this whole thing. I'm surprised. Do you realize? I have a feeling that the first couple of these that we do are going to be mm-hmm. a bit of a bumpy road. Because I think this is yeah. going to take some getting used to. Yeah, because it's a lot. I already feel a little out of sorts. Yeah. And it's not it's not your run of the mill two parter. 
still bothering no. because it's got a lot going on and it it doesn't have just like an A and a B. It's just you said it already, but I'm just reiterating mm. if we're slow to catch on. Keep in mind, this is the first batch of episodes that neither of us has ever seen. I've yeah. never seen these. No, I haven't either. So um, Bobby Baloney is like, <laughs> here's what I got. I made a call to the headmaster or some shit. I can't tell. Mm -hmm. And he's going to see, he's going to let you pitch designs for a new uniform. But mm -hmm. I got to go out with the guys tonight. And she's like, what do you mean? I, I thought you'd be there with me while we did this together. And immediately he's like, I just did something nice for you. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, what is his deal? Whoa. <laughs> this guy, this fucking. And this school is like a Chilton ass school from fucking Gilmore Girls. It's like I expected mm -hmm. I expected fucking Tristan to come around the corner and be like, hey. Oh, don't worry. There's someone named Tinsley, Tinsley who appears Tinsley, in this yeah. <laughs> episode. So he goes out with the guys. Declan, London librarian, is of course one of them. And she stays home fucking making uniforms or some shit. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. And then a couple of times he, he fucking hits her at one point. This is a lot. He's like trying kissing her and like trying to get down. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And then he hits, he slaps her in the face and she gets a fucking bruise from it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think, Rach? Where are we going? How am I doing? You're doing all right. It's, it's tough. So then what? Then they're going to have. So she's like, get the fuck out. Get out of this apartment. I don't want to see. You. And he does leave. He also throws her down the stairs at the school. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just like, yeah, it's fucking this show. Look, mm -hmm. we're in a new we're in new ground, baby. It's the boiling points. This yeah. is what you get. Yeah. You, 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 you want you want boiling points. They're going to boil. What do you think? They're going to yeah, be yeah. cold points. Cold points. <laughs> he throws, yeah, cold points. He throws her down the stairs at the end of the second episode, though. I've gotten way ahead of myself, correct? Because yes. isn't that the cliffhanger? I think that's in the second yeah, episode. Yeah, I think that's the cliffhanger. I think that's at the end. Yeah, that's at the end. All right. Well, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying on the vine. It's a lot of abuse. This is basically the story of the A story is Fiona is being abused both physically and emotionally and verbally. Mm -hmm. Uh, by this guy, Bobby Bacala. But because mm -hmm. it's nothing for Bobby Bacala. Sorry, it just took me a minute. I was like, wait. Because <laughs> it was like Brian Baloney and then it was Bobby Baloney and then Bobby Bacala just like, I didn't even notice it. Bobby Bacala. Uh, Bobby Bacala is so much nicer than this fucking guy. And he murders mm -hmm. people. Oh, yeah. Um, so... You don't have to be nice to, uh, sorry, you don't have to be mean to be a murderer. Well, that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's family business. It's Sopranos, baby. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. I got a Carmelo Soprano t-shirt. I know. It's a great t-shirt. Did I show it to you? I sent it to you. You showed me a, I sent, sent it to you when yeah, I said yeah. I'm buying this. <laughs> yeah. And I did. Um, Amazing. So. Yeah, it's just a lot of abuse. She's hiding it from Declan. But then at one point, so he hits her. He slaps her across mm -hmm. the face and he, she throws him out. And then he comes back 
because they're going to finally unveil the uniforms to like the headmaster of the school. And she's mm-hmm. just like, no worries, man. It's cool. Ah, for, ah, don't worry about it. No big deal. That she, he mm-hmm. has a, she has a bruise on her face. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm so sorry. And he's, she's like, yeah, cool, dude. Whatever. No worries. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Cause at first he's like, oh my God, did I do that? And I'm like, wait, is this guy like a sociopath? Like, does he not remember that he did that? Or like the weirdest thing. What? And then it's like, oh no, no, he's just still an asshole. The weirdest thing was when, so she shows him the bruise and he puts his head down and when he comes back up, he has a pair of uh, eyeglasses on and he goes, did I do that? <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say it was going to be like the eyeglasses that have like the slinkies on them. Yeah, it's Steve Urkel. <laughs> just a Steve Urkel. <sighs> I don't mean to laugh. None of this is funny. This <sighs> is fucking awful. I hated it for Fiona. Yeah, it was, it was terrible because poor Fiona is being gaslit into thinking like she's a terrible person. And so she's like, well, I guess that maybe this guy's not being terrible to me by her own mother. Like after he hits her, she yeah. com- he comes to, she doesn't, the mother doesn't know that he hit her, mm-hmm. but after he hits her, she, he comes to like the unveiling of the uniforms and he has, a thing of flowers and Mrs. Coyne says to Fiona, she's like, come and see what a lucky girl you are. Like she loves this guy and he's so <laughs> dripping with like grossness. Like how can you not see through that? Yeah. He just seems skeezy, but maybe that's like what all the men are like in their circles. Well, also London librarian does say to her, um, or maybe she says it. Somebody says like, yeah, he's a, from a prestigious family, of course, mom's going to like push him on you. Yeah. He's from yeah. a prestigious family. So later on in the episode, Fiona catches, uh, this guy, Brian Boitano, uh, second face with Tinsley. Mm-hmm. And she's pretty pissed about that. As she should be. Mm-hmm. And then is kind of won over by like, Oh, it's okay. Like it was just a one-time thing. You know, we used to date blah, blah, blah. And then later on sees that he gets a text from someone. It's from Tinsley. Who's like, can't wait to see you tonight. This is on like a different day. Tinsley's standing right there. Like what she texted him while while he was standing right there. Yeah. Um, so it also should be noted. We did touch on this briefly in the middle of all of this. She FaceTimes, or Skype's Holly J. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Holly J, she is about to, I think, tell her what's going on. But then Anya mm-hmm. comes in, which with a whole fucking scheme from the C story or the B story, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So Holly J is like, I gotta go, but are you okay? And she's like, Yeah, I'm fine. But I really did like that she f- reached out to Holly J, even if it didn't go, it didn't go there, as you would say. Yeah, well, she didn't get to really have a full conversation yeah. about it. And I, if she had had more time, I think she would have talked more to. Hack yeah. um, Anya show. Also, up. doesn't, is it just me or does Vanderbilt look like a school that's in like suburban Pennsylvania? Like it does not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what New York City school It looks is like fucking Chilton from Gilmore Girls, which was in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was in, that's exactly what I thought. And I, I thought they were doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. But yes, it did not look like a New York City uh, school whatsoever. She, there's also this whole thing about snow globes. Like, oh, right. there's a bunch of snow globes. Her dad gets one everywhere that he goes and brings them home. 
And so, like, as, like, a makeup gift, like, Bobby Bacala sends, like, a Aspen snow globe to her because that's, like, they had had a childhood moment there. And when she's upset later on, she smashes it into the fireplace, which was, I liked that. I was, like, happy to see that. Me too. But I do have to say, like, their uniforms are pretty hideous. Like, but they're not, like, so bad. I don't know. What what I found weird was that the skirts seemed too Long. Long. That's what I think they'd probably argue about, right? They want sexy yeah. skirts you could just slide right up. Yeah. You know I, mean? I know. Well, like, we used to have a whole thing that they couldn't be like two. They had to be less than two inches above your knee. Okay. And a lot of times you have to be able to like hold your arm down your side and they can't be longer than your, it has to be longer than your fingertips. Oh. Um, and what would happen if it wasn't? You'd go to jail? you get a detention, oh. I think. Um, and it's we had to, to wear socks jail. that covered our, we had to wear socks that covered our ankles, but now, like, all, I've seen pictures and, like, all the girls wear, like, fucking tube socks. I didn't know that like, became a popular thing. Like, oh, yeah. That's very popular. The kids love tube socks. Yeah, they love They them. would not get in trouble for, like, not having the right socks. So why, why would they not want you to show your ankle? Because it's a sin against God to see an ankle? Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> It was just like part of the uniform. Like we had to have those. You either had to wear navy blue knee highs or you could wear white socks that had like the fold over, mm. you know, at the top, like where you, you just like fold it over like little kid socks. Yeah, that's bizarre to me a little bit. Um, but like if you wore like the white like ankle socks, like then it was you would get a detention also. Jesus will cry if he sees your naked ankles <laughs> jesus doesn't like ankles i mean who does ankles are fucking weird mm, um, I bet you there, but, uh, there are people in this world rachel who that's their thing don't kink shame on this podcast let's talk about fifi's new uniform though let's talk about and, it because i don't remember a thing about it so you talk about okay it. so she works on a new uniform and she does this whole presentation for like the board about the uniform. And one of the things that she talks about first is redesigning the crest, which like seemed fine to me. I didn't, you can't really see the original crest. It's, it is what it is, but like she talks about like why this means this and this means this and this color represents this and this image represents this and blah, blah, blah. And then some guy is like, I don't, you can't just change a crest. Like you have to keep it like that. There, there's a certain way for a reason, but apparently there is like a reference to burning witches on I know. Original I was like, crest. And I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> like I wish we could see that. But the thing that she designed is like, she and um, Brian Boitano are wearing them when they do the presentation. And it just has, you know, those little gold buttons that are on like men's dress jackets, like on the cuffs of like a, of a jacket, yeah. like those ugly gold buttons. She's just sewn a bunch of them onto like a Navy blazer in like a weird pattern. So it looks pseudo military. Like a crest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, not like a crest, more like Janet Jackson style, rhythm like rhythm nation. Nation, that's dope. We are yeah. part of a but it's not as cool as that. Like, if it looked like that, it would be a little bit yeah. better. But they should just all dress like Janet Jackson from Rhythm Nation. That would be a great yeah. school uniform. To be fair, with the hat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I'd wear that. I'd wear that tomorrow. Yeah. Wear it right now, actually, give it to me. Yeah. So I don't know that I have much else to say about. Well, he the cliffhanger is he throws story. her down the stairs. Yeah. At Chilton. And um, she's crying. And you're right. They did. I did note this. They did not mm -hmm. Shyler Stone. It went to black 
and and yeah. then Linda Shiler Stevenson. It's Shiler Stone. Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention before <clears throat> we move on. Yes, hold on. To the B story or the C story or the fucking who knows what's going on in these boiling points. Yes. Um, was uh, I don't know. There's like a few little things, but they had an armadillo for a mascot at their school, <laughs> which I appreciated. Um, Fiona describes Tinsley as having golden retriever hair. Yeah, Tinsley. Which I assume is an insult. And... Yeah, he was like, she forced herself on me. No, she didn't. Tinsley. <laughs> Tinsley. Jamie Johnston was still in the uh, open, by the way. Yeah, yeah, so he's still in it. He graduated, though, yes? Yes, yeah. The other thing that I found really strange, so, like, she gets slapped by Bobby Bakla. Sorry, no, she would never get slapped by Bobby Bakla. No. By Brian Bobby Bologna. Bobby Bakla would never, would never slap a woman. <laughs> he would never do that. She gets slapped by Brian Bologna. And then she has she has this bruise under her eye, which is like pretty obvious. And she's having all these people over to her home for this board meeting to go over the new uniform. And she's literally standing looking at a mirror in Mm -hmm. the living room applying. And I'm like, everyone can see you doing that. Like, why would you be doing that there? Why aren't you in a bathroom somewhere? I had a question because and and so she's looking at herself in like the a big mirror. And she's like mm-hmm. looking at her eye and she's checking it out. And then she like takes the makeup out that she's going to put on her eye. Mm-hmm. And she turns away from the big mirror to look at that small compact. <laughs> and I was wondering, is that like a thing? Does that make sense? Would that would you would that like be more equipped to handle the job? I would think you'd want to see a bigger but maybe you want to just focus in on the one thing depends on how close you can get to the big mirror if you can't get close okay. enough fair that's the only thing i can think because i'm like why would you ever use the small well, shit here that's probably also covered in makeup because that's how those things work i was thinking that was what it was because she was trying to focus mm-hmm. hone in on the bruise itself mm-hmm. i hope it doesn't feel like i'm making light of of the trauma no that i don't through. think it because no. i did laugh a few times, i think it's but i don't think it it's was funny. Yeah. Well, they had some funny I lines. Have done in that, this, I shouldn't have done the Urkel. I feel like I probably, <laughs> I think I might have crossed the line when I did the Urkel. <laughs> but that's like what he said, literally. <laughs> did I do that? Um, oh. He said, did I do that? And she was like, yes, you did. And then he went, got any cheese? <laughs> um, Urkel yeah. is always looking for it was, cheese. This guy loves cheese urkel was um him loving cheese was like uh, supposed to be a knock it was like what this gross guy who loves cheese but the fact of the matter is mm-hmm. urkel was just ahead of the curve and then mm-hmm. he became white women everywhere yeah all white <laughs> women love are cheese mm-hmm. mm, can i have a cheese plate mm-hmm. you, know? you love <laughs> cheese rach be honest i love exactly. cheese Stinky. Where I would love some cheese right now. You, what would you say if? What would you say? (laughs) What do you think you would say about it? Got any (laughs) cheese? (laughs) I am wearing glasses today too. So. (laughs) 
One of the crowning achievements of my life is that I got you to do an Urkel impression saying got any cheese on a podcast for <laughs> tens of people to listen to. Hundreds, oh, but you know. We got, we, if, even if it was ten, I, we'd do it for all ten of you because we love you to death. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Boiling points. They're making me sweat. <laughs> so shall we move on to the... Beastars Beastars got any cheese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Wait, what is, is the B story? What are we talking about? Is this Sav, um, Anya, Holly Bananya? Holly J, okay. Sav, Anya, Bananya. Um, for, first off, because I had written this down because we went there first, the rebuilt dot. Hot Pete is working oh, right. as a barista at the rebuilt dot. Hot Peter is, is the new spinner. Yes. Yes. He's working at the, as a barista at the dot. Oh, yeah. So they always have to have someone else working at the dot because spinner won't be there. Yeah, because Spinner married the love of They're his life. They're not going to pay him 20 bucks to, you know, work at the coffee shop. What do you think the conversation was when they were like, look, we're writing you guys off. This is the series finale. Do you think they were bummed? Do you think, like, Shane Kipple was like, why? I'm beloved. <laughs> I would have been. I would have been like, yeah. why do you got to write me off? Fucking this. Let me stay forever. This idiot's on every episode. Fucking Stefan Brogren. <laughs> it's true it's true i like stefan brogren in this episode quite a bit though yeah no he's great he's the principal balls, balls. <laughs> that shit was so funny i like genuinely <laughs> laughed at that balls it was you know why i liked it so much so uh everybody knows this because you've all seen the episodes uh snake is now the principal there's mm -hmm. no explanation as to nope. why that same Sue's thing gone. about like why we don't know what the anti-grapevine is yeah. and we still don't understand why connor's living with S snake can we also talk about how shantae has been on this show since like she was hanging out like with manny and emma when like chester was around like she and they're like she's Still hasn't graduated yet. What is she still doing? She's thirty. <laughs> like, wasn't she part of the crew? Remember when Chester like showed up and they were having a mm -hmm. slumber party? I feel I, I mean I might be wrong, but I mm -hmm. I feel like she's in that episode. She you know she was back on the Spirit Squad in the old days. God bless. So Snake is now the principal of Degrassi. They don't explain it at all. He's just like, uh, someone was like, they, oh, Dave said, oh, Principal uh, Archie Simpson. Principal Simpson. He was like, I'll never get tired of hearing that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, me either. I'm into it. No, I'm into it. And he was very cute. They're like, yeah, we can't pay anyone else, so you have to be the principal now. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else can teach they cut media budgets. immersion. <laughs> yeah, but they pay this new lady to teach media immersion. Yeah, Are yeah. Are even old enough to be a teacher? We'll get to her. Ms. Mrs. Matteo. Miss O, baby. She, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Why are they both O's? Like, what? <laughs> like... They have very little, like, fucking creativity. Yeah. She was Mrs. as well, right? Miss. Oh, she was Miss. Because if she was Mrs. O, the what a reveal would be if she was married to fucking Matt Oleander. Mattio. <laughs> she doesn't go by Oleander because that's a tarnished name now, so she just goes by the O. Do you think it's the letter O or OH? Oh, I didn't think about that. I thought it was just the letter O, like a cool thing. Like Sandra O. Right. Yeah. 
You mean the, the third lead of the classic <laughs> movie, Under the Tuscan Sun? Which if she you, the third? Which if Who's you, the second? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I kind of feel like, you the know. real estate agent? No, I think Tuscany. Italy. <laughs> itself is the second lead of Under the Tuscan Sun. Yeah. Which if Definitely you, not the Italian food, though. They did not focus enough if on you, that. Stop you're giving it away. If you want to hear us talk about Under the Tuscan Sun... One stop of the, gaslighting me! You were giving it away a little bit there. I'm not gaslighting you. You were starting to give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away. I got time to me, keep it up, papa. Get you, get your lips wet, because it's time to talk peps. Um, if you want to hear us talking about <laughs> Under the Tuscan Sun, join the Patreon, because we did it. We talked about it. And Sandra O oh is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Even before she's in Grey's Anatomy, so it's very early O. Early O. <laughs> that was the best two-minute stretch of the podcast so far today. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Um, okay. Go ahead. The, so Holly J leaves New York, and she's headed back to Toronto. Yeah. And she's ready. She's like, okay, you know... I, I'm going to leave you now, Deck Deck, but we're going to go to Yale next year. We just have to get through the next eight months and then we can be together again. It's going to be great. Um, she misses the first day of school to head back from New York, which I'm just like, okay, was this pl- like, you know, superintendent of plot devices? Like, she's not in school yet. Like, um, yeah, yeah, right. And she is a shoe in to be uh, the school president. No one's running against her. No one's running against her. And she was last year. And she. By all accounts, did a good, did a fine job. She comes back to her home. She clears off a shelf by literally knocking everything off of it onto the floor <laughs> to put up a picture of her and Deck Deck in New York next to a Yale pennant. It was a great And photo. then she, it was, but I love that she was just like. <laughs> there was a picture there. I was like, oh, I literally. No, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And then she notices some boxes and packing tape, moving boxes and packing tape. And she says, that and was weird. And I went, what? And I had to rewind it and watch it again because I didn't know what the yeah. fuck she was talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. So later on, her, her but, mom comes in. I was, but go ahead. You do this and then I'll do mine. Yeah. Her mom comes in while she's talking to Deck Deck on Skype. And her mom says, we sold the house. Well, first she's you can like, go to yeah. a school closer to here. Yeah. <laughs> first she was like, "What's with all the?" First she's like, "What's with all the boxes, mom?" And she, the mom's like, "Oh no, hello." And I'm like, "No, bitch! Like, what do you fucking think? <laughs> Why do you have these boxes? Like, you you did this. Like, yeah. if you were trying to keep this a secret, put the boxes mm-hmm. somewhere else. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. break this, that's what annoyed me about it with the mom because I was like, this is something that yeah, I'm, it's actually happening on my TV right now." This mm-hmm. this scene, if you, this is something that you sh- news that you should break to your daughter a little gently, and mm-hmm. maybe don't have the boxes and packing tape in her room when she comes <laughs> back from New York. <laughs> but this is all par- continuing in the storyline with the fact that like the dad has been like on the outs with money, him and money mm-hmm. are just not seeing eye to eye these days. Real quick before um. Speaking of money and dads, yeah. um, I am looking at the part where Fifi is showing off the new uniform and there's a man standing next to Mrs. Wayne Coyne. And I'm wondering if it's Wayne Coyne. And he looks like a fake Fred Armisen. I can't imagine that's Wayne Coyne, though, because I feel like we would have met. They would introduce mm-hmm. us to the dad. 
but could be. it's like, but they're kind of like cheersing and they're like, look, our daughter's okay. You know, kind of vibe. So well, maybe it is wing coin. Who, who knows? Yeah. Okay. So back uh, to me, back to moving boxes. Oh yeah. That's it. That's all I had to say about it. I was just okay. like, yeah. So apparently they're moving into an apartment. They sold their house, uh, uh lost some kind of, money something blah blah yeah, blah kind of and money. her college fund is like shot now she can't go to yale she could she just is going to be paying for it for forever well if she it's a good thing perfect timing because if she get her debt taken care of <laughs> so fucking great she should have i hope she did mm-hmm. i hope she took out mm-hmm. student loans and went to yale we'll i mean well out. 10 grand is maybe not going to cover that much depends 20 on with a pell grant come on <laughs> don't sell it short Joe Biden, baby, taking us to the promised land. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody. More gaslighting. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> fully kidding right now. Everybody. He's the best. Um, yeah, Joe. So Papa Joe, baby. Another slap in the face for Holly J is that Sav has decided to run for president because now all of the other guys graduated right. from Degrassi, all the studs. Studs, student studs, all the student studs mm-hmm. graduated. So he's like there by himself now. And his mom is like, maybe you should run for president. It looks good on your like CV for going to college and all this stuff. Yep. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and Allie also informs him that he's popular, which he didn't know. Yes. And he, and she's like, yeah, by de facto, because everybody else is gone. So now people, and because you actually are. Yeah. And people think you're cute or whatever now. So he, so the mom really pushes this. It is like, you should run for student president. And he's like, no, 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 no. Holly J's doing this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. And then he changes his mind almost immediately because he floats the idea to Holly J and she kind of says, you're not president material. Mm-hmm. This is a weird everything because I am a, I, I I like am sort of on both of their so I hate Sav. We've known this. Yeah, and this doesn't make uh this is a funny one, like where Holly J's being a real dick. I agree. But Sav is also a real I dick. agree. I think he's being a dick because he Yeah. I think they're I mean, I did say at the end of this that this like turn sav in a way like there's a wrestling term is uh you're a baby face or a heel baby face is a good guy and i said mm-hmm. that this kind of baby faced sav a bit because the whole thing which we will get to is so in fucking sane yeah. and like his reaction i did not know this was how this was no, gonna play out i didn't and i was just like what the fuck <laughs> but initially when holly J says you're not president material this whole thing she's fucking right and then he's just like, well, fuck you. Now I'm now I just want to do it to spite you, which did annoy me because I was like, she has earned this and you have not. So fuck mm-hmm. off. But also, you know, let it happen. But then let's talk about the fucking plot that Holly J hatches. That is Holly J's plan to keep Sav from running for president <laughs> is to have Anya fake a pregnancy because that it, he will have too much on his plate. This is all so crazy. 
this is all so crazy. And then what is even crazier about the whole thing is that Anya is like, this is fucking nuts. And like, as soon as she does it, she's not into it, but Holly J tells him anyway. So then she has to go along with it. And then she's kind of like, I'm not into this. But then Sav starts acting like a nice boyfriend, which he hadn't Mm -hmm. been because he feels like he should be. And suddenly I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm all in on this because I just need to win him back. (laughs) So they fucked on prom night, which means now we're talking about September, right? Beginning of school. Yeah. So four months, I guess she doesn't necessarily be showing, but she wouldn't tell him. She did say the way you reacted no, I wouldn't mm-hmm. tell you. It's none of your business. I don't know. Weird. But Sav is basically like, we're going to tell my parents. I'm going to do this whole thing. We're going to get through it together. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so. Holly J says, I just need you to pretend this through elections, which are early. They're at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And then you can just do whatever you want. But like you said mm-hmm. just now, Sav sort of starts playing a nice boyfriend. She likes it. They sort of come mm-hmm. back and they're going to try to work it out and be. But like yeah. what's wild to me, too, is that Holly J never thought about like, well, how do you change? Like, what do you do about that then until Anya is going a- along with well, it? And then she's like, you're going to fake a miscarriage. Well, I guess <laughs> in her mind and Holly J's mind, because Anya approaches Holly J with I hate Sav and I will do yeah. anything to like. Yeah. Fuck with him. So in Holly J's mind, I'm sure it's like, well, we'll do this and then you'll just go psych. Fuck you. I hate you. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happens because then he's nice yeah. and she starts falling back into it. And she, yeah, she tells Holly J, I guess I'll just fake a miscarriage. And then Holly J's mm-hmm. like, okay. And I was like, this is so crazy. It was, I mean, this was like, uh, just a wild ride. I was like, wow. Like, I was not expecting that. I kind of love it. It's so dumb. I did, too. It's so... It, but it made me anxious, too, because I'm just like, when is he going to find out? Like, is he going to find out? Is she going to successfully fake a miscarriage? Probably not. There has to be drama. It made me anxious, too, but in a way that I kind of, like, was up for. I was like, this is so dumb. And, like, the mm-hmm. drama is very forced. But, like, I kind of can't wait for it to all come to a head. I'm into it in a weird way, Mm -hmm. but it also, what it does is convince Sav. Not only am I going to be a good guy and stand by this woman who's has my baby inside of her, our baby inside of her. I'm also going to run for president because now I feel good about myself. And Holly J's like, what? I'm right. Right. That's what happens. Right. Well, no, Anya says like that it could be a good thing for responsibility. Mm. She she plants that seed. So he's still running. So ultimately, no one wins. No. And they both have like Obama style campaign (laughs) posters. (laughs) Hope. Uh. Sav transferred out of his music class to take an art class with Anya. And the LARPing teacher. She's back. Thank God. Mm-hmm. She's going to mm-hmm. be best adult. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Yeah, she probably should have been best adult in the last season. Uh, after uh, Brian Baloney hit Fifi, Fifi, I did write mm-hmm. as a note, I said, I wrote, Sleaze, pl- Sleaze, Sleaze Prize just dropped. 
<laughs> so you could remember. So I could remember <laughs> that Bobby Baloney, Brian Baloney, mm-hmm. Brian Boitano, mm-hmm. Brian Dennehy? No. <laughs> so where did they leave that? I kind of am a little foggy. Uh, one thing, one thing I also want to point out before we get to the very, very end is that when Holly J and Anya are talking about Anya being all on board and how she wants to win Sav back and that she'll fake a miscarriage, they say, whatever it takes, oh, right? Oh, I brought that down too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point... Oh, but, that's the tie-in with the old Degrassi. So Anya got on board with Sav winning the presidency? Yes. Oh, okay. So that happened. She after said she takes. said being president means responsibility. Right, but you're not pregnant. Anya no. is a fucking Anya man. Mm-hmm. This character and I was like starting when she was just like, This is fucked. I was starting to be like, All right, Anya, like you're coming back around, I'm liking you again, and now I'm like, Oh, I'm not so sure. Whatever it Anya's. I do like her. I love her. I, give me this chaos. I'm into it. Like, you know you what? You want chaos, yeah. But because here's the thing. We talked about this last week when we were doing the yearbook. There were so many boring episodes. Oh, I yeah. So take, it's like, okay, we'll take the drama. I'll take chaos. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. I mean, it's this pregnancy thing. It's fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. But Michael Grassy coming out and he knew he had to make up for that movie. He was like, yeah. here I go. Yeah. Here well, it I starts, go. It ends on like Sav telling Holly J that he's running. So... So, yeah, that's that's where that goes. And then we have to get to the. Could you get the C story? Which is kind of the lame one out of the three. It definitely doesn't go there in the same way. Maybe we needed a little bit of like a palate cleanser. (laughs) Yeah, I like Claire's got a new haircut. Yeah, Claire's got a new haircut. Allie's got a new haircut. No, maybe she has bangs now. Just bangs. But everyone looks a little older. They're sophomores I really like, now. I really enjoyed Claire in this. Claire was Claire and Paul, you know, Claire and Paul. Yeah, she's in it very briefly. She is, but she's just like, eh, I don't know. She was like, fun. You didn't love Wesley? Who's Wesley? He was the kid with the curly hair and the glasses. Oh, he's all right. I don't have a problem with him. Oh, there's also some guy when, when Sav is at the dot. Drew. At the begin- mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to be. So he shows up at the dot and he's like. I'm going to be a new regular here at the dot. He doesn't say the dot, but he's, I'm going to be a new regular because I just transferred to the school. Mm-hmm. And now him and Sav are like buddies or something. Yeah, because he paid for Sav's coffee. What's this guy's deal? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, and we haven't really met the other new people except for Ms. O. Right. Ms. Oleander. Ms. Oleander. <laughs> Ms. Manio. At the um, very least, as make we her said, Man Oleander's sister. Yeah, as we said, Simpson is now the principal. Yes. Uh, Dave wants to run for class rep for the 10th grade, right. grade 10, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and he is trying to win people over. And he has devised some sort of girl ranking system with Connor. Um, but the algorithm is all out of whack. And so Allie is appearing as number 42 when she should be number one because it's rigged. So I was very, I was very. Dave could win this. over Allie. I feel like they cut scenes from this to make it shorter. I was so confused by this list thing. Mm-hmm. So why was there an algorithm? Did he poll people? 
If no. you wanted Allie to be number one, why didn't just you just put her as put number her as one? number one? You don't have to make an algorithm. <laughs> I was so confused by this. So yeah, it was like hottest girls in Degrassi, and Allie was number forty-two, so she was pissed. Yeah. But the whole point of the list was so that she would be number one because Dave likes her, mm-hmm. and Dave wanted to like. He's she's the hottest girl in school. He said. Mm-hmm. I was so ba- I didn't understand this. This, this was, was like a very weird head. way to try to win over Allie. And like they have just been friends. Yeah. But then when he told her the actual plan, she was kind of won over by it to be. She fair. was. But then she's like, but we're still friends. Yeah. She kisses him on the lips. Though. Yeah. But her retaliation is to make a Degrassi biggest loser list and not in the same way as the TV show. Right, the classic TV show, The mm-hmm. Biggest Loser. The Biggest Loser, yes. Um, no, and she puts him at number one. Yes. Someone named Baz is two under him. <laughs> Baz Lerman. She really hated <laughs> She really hated Australia. Baz Lerman. They, this was right after Australia. She was like, mm-hmm. fuck this movie, Australia. Mm-hmm. Baz Lerman sucks. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet was so good, and then he's just downhill from there. Moulin Rouge, he's got fucking Nicole Kidman coffin consumption like she's uh, Danny. From <laughs> Degrassi. Remember when I kept calling him Cosette? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because he was. <coughs> Baz L- she hates Baz Luhrmann. Um, yeah, she does. When Dave is trying to run for class rep, um, Wesley and Connor rap oh, yeah. to, to the, in front of the school and everyone thinks they're very lame. <laughs> There's Wesley. balls to sit on now in media immersion. Mr. Simpson got rid of seats and he mm-hmm. put exercise balls so you'd sit on them. And it was very funny. It was very mm-hmm. cute. Very I've never funny. sat on an exercise ball at a computer. Do you ha- have you? No. Okay. No. Just wondering what it was like. I don't know. I can't tell mm-hmm. you. I don't know. I haven't done it. Um, so then Dave's like, I meant for you to be number one on this list. And it fucked up. And she was like, Oh, that's really sweet. And she kisses him on the lips. Mm-hmm. And he's like, does that mean we're? And she's like, just friends. But he knows there's something going on. Yeah. The shit was dumb. It was. I had a hard time with I didn't understand the list thing. It was. Confused. Yeah, I felt like it was really crammed in between a lot of other information that seemed more important from the other stories. So I also, felt like it was missing I- something. Allie says this like ranking girls is like a fucking sh- gross thing to do. Like, also, why would anybody care what Dave thinks? But obviously, it's also not what he thinks because there's an algorithm which mm-hmm. suggests that, like, what? Someone's voting for it? Or that, like, why is there an algorithm? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Why am I yelling at you about this? I don't know. <laughs> Rachel. I'm watching. I'm watching Anya and Sav talk about their future child, Victor. Victor, <laughs> drop top. Sad. It could be Victor Victoria, big. right? Oh yeah, yep, totally, totally. I don't know, Rach. You know what I do know though? What? We always rank these episodes from a, on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that these that the tagline for the show was "It goes there anymore." Now it was the boiling point. So here's what we're going to say. We're going to say on a scale of one to 10 at a boiling point, is it 10 being the hottest boiling, like a rolling boil? It's just going it's like and boiling going and over going. the top of the pot. About to boil over the top of the mm-hmm. pot. 
and one is not even a simmer. You just turned you mm-hmm. just turned the burner on. There's no boil happening yet. On a scale of one to ten, how hot <laughs> is the boil on this episode? I'm sticking with this. <laughs> I would like to see you stick with this for I'm another. I'm sticking with the boiling points, baby, because <laughs> it goes there is done. We're not going there anymore. It's a boiling point shark in the water t- t- scenario. Um. Okay, so I put down a six originally. I'm wondering if I should go with a seven. Yeah. Because it is the abuse storyline. I feel like is just like the tip of the iceberg. Like I feel like, or it might be the end of it. I'm not sure. We'll find out like in the next episode. Um, the Anya miscarriage pregnancy one so is just stupid. bonkers so rather goofy. than really going there. Um, and then the other story doesn't go there at all. So, no, I'm going to stick with my six. Yeah. It's high, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah. The pregnancy thing is so goofy and dumb. But, and also, like, how stupid is Sev? That is very, very. It's, it's you terrible because I really, I really want to like Sev, and I, I just know. can't stand him. You want to like him because he's hot. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know, but yeah. he sucks. Sav he sucks. sucks so bad. What's the guy's name? London Loban? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> He's hot. Brian, Brian Baloney? Brian Baloney. He's hot. No, Brian Baloney's not hot. No. He's sweet in that, and that, uh, um, he plays Fran Drescher's son in this sweet movie. No. Oh. Christmas movie. Homo Christmas movie. You gotta watch it. What, what, uh, did you rate it? The Hallmark Christmas movie with Fred. No, 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 no. This episode, this um, episode. I think it's a seven. I think the abuse stuff is, see, I think this is going to be why she goes back to Degrassi. She's going, mm-hmm. cause she's ending up back at Degrassi. Cause mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel like, I know she, she is. Oh yeah. She, she, she is going to, so. Where she goes like this and then the guy picks her up. She puts her hand out in the open and then the guy goes. <laughs> so. I think she's going to like leave Chilton mm-hmm. uh, because he's abusing, like beating her up mm-hmm. and, but it's, it's, it's vicious shit. Like he fucking hits her. And he's also like, it's also sexual because he's like mm-hmm. trying to, I don't know. It's gross. Um, I say a seven. Mm-hmm. I say, it, it, look, we haven't had a lot of. Yeah, there, it is. Which is now the boiling point. So this is a high boil. We're boiling, man. You put the pasta in already. Yeah, it is probably a seven. I'm going to change mine. The pasta's in the pot because it's boiling mm-hmm. right now. That's how high the boiling point is. But I mean, but, but if it's, but doesn't it have to reach the boiling point in order to boil? Well, no. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay. Okay. It was boiling a lot. Then you put the mm-hmm. pasta in. It came down a little bit. Yeah. But then it's Her getting pushed down the stairs is definitely should Keep make it a seven. And like London librarian wasn't there to see it all i wanted no. to be like tell him because we didn't even talk about this he's skeptical of this guy he knows yeah. this guy's a piece of shit mm-hmm. fucking declan so pat yeah Rach, what's up? if you were gonna pay shepherd fairy to make a t-shirt yeah. of someone from this cast that you would make everyone wear around the school who would it be 
Um, who would it be? Now, I'm going to tell you, I, I so Bobby this is the Degrassi, most valuable Degrassi. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. I know, but I can't, you're not even going to believe who I'm going to say. Oh, the, I'm the, like the most valuable Degrassian does not have to be the character who you think is like the best or that you like the most, but no. it needs to be the character that there is some sort of chaos going on with Anya mm-hmm. that I just I'm really here for it. Yeah. I'm here for that, like fucking mischievous sparkle in her eye when she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's do it. And then a little less so for that, like, I'm going to make this work. Kind of mm-hmm. like hand that rocks the cradle weirdness, mm-hmm. but early on, it, it was fun, and then her—I <laughs> don't know—the most fun I had was her being like, "I'm gonna fake a miscarriage," and I was like, "What? <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. That's insane! Yeah, you're a crazy person." But I'm here for it, so I'm saying Anya Bananya. I don't like her the most, but she yeah. provided me with like the yeah. entertainment that I needed in this episode. Yeah, it was, I was like really rooting for her until she is like, I'm going along for the ride of this fake pregnancy. And then I was like, oh no, girl, no, don't. Because Holly J (laughs) jumps the gun before she even, and then once Holly J jumps the gun, Anya's like, I guess I'm doing it. Like, Yeah. But at first she's like, I can't, she texts Holly Jane. She's like, I can't do this N E more. Yeah. She uses a capital N and a capital E. Um, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. She realizes how stupid of an idea this was. Right. Thanks Holly J. Um, yeah, I had a really hard time with this one. Um, this person I feel a little bit bad for, but I think like really did a great job in this episode. And that's Fiona. Yeah. Like, I feel I, I also didn't initially think of her because I just the gaslighting makes it hard because it's like, oh, no. It's terrible. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough story. But Annie Clark is good. Mm -hmm. And I do like I really like Fiona. Yeah. And I and she stands up for herself. She's like, get out of here. But then it's the like water under the bridge. I think that's like almost what she says, right? Like just mm-hmm. forget about it. Like yeah. no use getting upset about something that doesn't matter. And that made me sad, but that's also good. That's the character. Yeah. And I like that she like wants to be friends with Holly J. Like I'm excited to see that friendship. I'm very excited about that. So when she ends up back at Degrassi, uh, community school, mm-hmm. they'll be friends and it'll be great. And, where she will also design new uniforms. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that true? No. <laughs> oh, no, they don't have uniforms. <laughs> they don't, but, you know, you never know. Snake was a runner-up for me. because Snake was a runner-up because he was, like, one of the more interesting characters. Well, his joy at being life. principal is uh, yeah. palpable. You, can, you yeah. can sense it through the... Through the Hot Peter's presence. Claire's presence. You fucking love Hot Peter, dude. It's the best. Well, we boiling points. We're back. We're in. Yeah. We're going to have to get into a groove of this. But thank you for joining us for this first new episode. We only met one new character and briefly. This was like a whole. This was like a new version of the show to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to take us a little while to wrap our heads around it. I think these aren't your grandma's two parters. I mean, Mm -hmm. these are like expert level two parters. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that we've had 10 seasons to work through to get to this. 
Do you remember when at one point we told the broomheads we were going to treat two-parters as single episodes and yeah. they never did it? Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, because if we did that, this would take us a year to get through one of these seasons. <laughs> we were like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to change this now. We're going to just start doing one episode at a time. And then we just didn't do it. Never did it. Never did it. Yeah. Big proclamations from the House of Deemp. House of Deemp. <sighs> what do you think? How do you feel? What do you think? Um, New direction. I feel good. I'm a little overwhelmed by how much happens in such a short period of time. Me too. Me too. And the fact that it's unresolved now, which to be fair is a thing we always complain about that they don't, that they wrap things up too quickly. Yeah. And now I'm like, Oh God, but how do we wrap our things up? I know. We don't know what happened yet. We still have, now we have to wait a week to find out. Mm-hmm. Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at SparkleSpaz28 on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast or the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group. Lots of fun stuff going on the Dope Monkeys group. Great crowd over there. Um, send us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. I just answered a bunch of emails. I don't know if you noticed. Good job, Pat. Thank Great you. Job. I did it. Bennett, mm-hmm. you can't fuck yeah. with me now. I did it. Mm-hmm. We should give you a nice big pat on the back. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> Bennett sent me that email three months ago. And um, you can find us on Patreon, which is how we pseudo fund this podcast. This is not this is not a money maker, but you know it helps us pay the minimal bills that we get from hosting. It's how we watched like Under that, the so. Tuscan Sun. It cost three ninety nine, <laughs> so the Patreon helped. Out it's how Pat watched Under the Tuscan Sun. I hey, had a Rachel Blu-ray owned of it. <laughs> On, digi- on Ultra HD. I didn't. My mom owned it. Um, and yeah, so join us, rate, review, and subscribe. All the details, blah, blah, blah. Write us a review, five star review, please. We love the reviews, they're the best. That's it. So, on that note, get in that good. Patreon. I'm telling you, you're going to have fun. Because let me tell you something right now. We're recording this on Monday. Tomorrow, we're doing our Patreon hangout. We're going to talk all about the movie. Probably talk a little mm-hmm. bit about Under the Tuscan Sun. Probably not. No one's probably going to really want to talk about that. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun, and you could get in on it. You could. You can ask me to sing any pep song, and I'll sing it for you if I know it. Which I do, because I know every pep. I'm a big peps guy. So on that note. Good night. And grilled cheese, definitely. Grilled cheese, definitely. Definitely.